Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Writer's Advice Podcast. I am so glad that you are here. Now, I have another really incredible author that you um, that I have to share with you and another really beautiful chat that I know that you guys are going to absolutely love. Um, a little update, if you have been loving these episodes, please leave a review or share this episode with a friend. Um, there is so much goodness in this one. Also, book two of the Shadow and Shifter series is officially out. So Starseed book one is out there in the world. And now book two, Quintessence, is out there as well. So I am just going to give you a little bit um, of an about on this. So this is kind of like a little bit where the hell is she coming from. I definitely recommend that you look up um Star Seed, but this is book two of my Young Adult Paranormal series. So Maya and Kaya are only just learning how to navigate the dark shadows that linger around the earth. As Maya and Kay move through grief to prepare for their final exams, fate has other plans and the dark shadows thicken at a rapid pace. The cause? Two twin girls new to stand and high shifters from the center of the earth willing to do anything to take down a star seed and use their soul power on any human that gets in their way battle is imminent and maya and Kay are greatly outnumbered confident to win with love by their side they're ready to do anything to protect the earth and its people even if that means fighting to their soul's death i love this book guys and honestly go check out the cover it is absolutely gorgeous and i know you are going to love it And if you love all things paranormal, then you are going to absolutely love this episode as well and this week's guest. So enjoy, guys. Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I'll be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Welcome back to the Writer's Advice podcast, guys. I am very excited because... On this week's episode, we are joined by urban fantasy author Heather G. Harris. So thank you so much for joining us today, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you. Now, I want to take it all the way back um, to the start. And the first question that I like to ask everyone is, when was the moment that you realised that you were a writer? I think for me, it's something that I've always grown up with. My mum was a writer. So, like, some of my earliest memories were kind of sitting on her lap and us writing a story together, you know. And my first story was a really good one about um, a day out at the zoo and I let all the animals escape or something like that. So um, it was, it's always been the kind of part of the fabric of my being since really little, like. But then I went to university and I wrote quite a lot during university and then I met my husband and then I was trained to be a solicitor and then the writing stopped um for about 10 years plus and then COVID hit and lockdown happened and I was bored (laughs) 
as are we all. Yeah. Um, and I started writing again. And um, my husband was kind of like, oh, can I have a read of this? And I'd always been quite precious. Like he knew that I'd written previously and I'd, but I'd never let him read my stuff. Um, and it wasn't something that I told people either. You know, yeah. writing to me was quite a private thing. Mm. It was something that I did for fun for myself. Nobody needed to know about it. Um, but I let my husband read my lockdown project and he was like, Heather, this is really good. <laughs> and I oh was like, God. oh, really? Like, ah, you need to do something with this. So it kind of went from there, really. But but writing has just been something that I've always done, like a, as a hobby for fun forever, really. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I love this story. And it's almost like, I feel like it's more nerve wracking, particularly to show your husband if he hasn't seen anything previously. It's like this other side of yourself to like show Absolutely. someone. Yeah. It's so personal, isn't it? I think, mm. and like your your books are your babies, and you know, you, especially in the beginning, you're so worried that someone will hate what you've literally slaved over for hours and hours and hours. Um, and if it was someone that you whose opinion you really care about, then that's that's even scarier, isn't it? But luckily, my husband reads a lot of fantasy. He's never really read urban fantasy so much. He's more of an epic fantasy dude. Yep. Um, but it was still within the realm of his interest, you know. So. Um, and now I think, well, I think he pretty much just reads my urban fantasy, but he, he's, he's open to urban fantasy. If I say, like, this is a really good book, you've got to give it a go, he will. Yeah, yeah. And before lockdown, when you were previously writing, were you also writing in the urban fantasy space? That's something that's always come natural to you? No, I was writing more, um, like mysteries, but like with humor, more like Janet Ivanovich. Yeah. Um, you know, comedy, crime, caper. That was more uh, the sort of thing that I'd written. And then um, I discovered an author called Helen Harper, who's um, an urban fantasy writer. And I devoured all of her series, then all of her backlist and just like everything she'd ever written. And then that kind of got me back into urban fantasy because I'd read um, Laurel K. Hamilton when I was younger, mm-hmm. you know, the Anita Blake series. Yeah. Um, and that sort of thing. So I'd kind of, I'd touched on it a little bit, but then kind of fell out of it again. And I, again, read more epic fantasy and, and that sort of thing. Um, and then, yeah, I discovered Helen Harper and I was like, this is so great. And then I just dived into urban fantasy and then I just haven't looked back. I've just been reading, 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 reading. And then in that lockdown, when I kind of decided to write, that's just naturally what what came up. That's amazing. Now, I discovered you through um, the Other Realm series, which I absolutely love. And it's interesting you said that you used to write, um, do you say mystery? Like you've got a little bit yeah. of that. Yeah, you've got a little bit yeah. of that, that, that element in there, which I, I love so much. So was that, your, what, was that your first project when it came to, yeah, COVID? Yeah, so that was it. That was, that was my first, that was my lockdown book, The Other Realm, A Glimmer of the Other that was the kind of one that my husband read and was like, hey, this is actually really good. Um, what's um, funny about it is the the first draft that I wrote, I ended it on like a happy ever after note. Um, and then obviously in later drafts, I did a, I did the, the twist at the end, which I yeah. think makes it far more interesting. But my husband was like, hold on, what are you doing? I like the happy ever after. <laughs> And it's funny because the, the way that it came about was originally that the character that I'd made the happy ever after had been quite based on my husband. 
and then me and husband had had like a big fight and he really annoyed me so I wrote in the twist where the happy ever after guy was was a baddie oh my god I love that <laughs> have you we, have you always been someone that like conspires ideas and ideas have always come to you like how did this one really set in and you were like this is what I'm gonna go with I'm a complete pantser actually so yep. I kind of sit down and I just I just write and what comes out is what comes out and I um I don't really plot all that much yep. I just have a really vague overarching idea for the story and then I just write and see what comes out especially with urban fantasy I really l- like that because obviously you can just make up stuff as you go along you know you can chuck in gargoyles and unicorns and you know whatever floats your boat so it's it's good fun making it all up as you go along it makes it harder sometimes because obviously with the world building I have to go back and make sure it's all, all consistent at the end because obviously I'm just making it up as I go yeah I'm dying to hear about this so because I think that process is really great as well when you're you know it's fun for you when you're writing it. it's like oh where, where is this gonna go but when it comes to writing a series like did, did you always know it was going to be a series when you wrote the first book or was that yeah did you always know it was going to go yeah I always yeah. plan to write a series um but at the time I was thinking more like um JD Robb's in-death series which obviously is like 55 books long and it's just amazing like I still buy each book religiously like I adore her writing but I was thinking more along that lines like each book is self-contained and then kind of what pulls you through is the love of the characters mm-hmm. um so I, I've kind of written that but each of my series actually does have an overarching um story arc that flows through all the books um just because I thought that would be more satisfying really and then I think I sometimes as a reader find a long series a bit intimidating like I don't want to start like if I hadn't already started in death I wouldn't start it now because it's 54 books and that's a huge financial yeah. um, investment so generally I, I don't really pick up book series is much more than five books long so I kind of thought that with my series you know they can follow on from each other but each one will be self-contained yeah that's I never even really thought about it like that way until you explained it now it's like you can mix things together but you're so right like we said something 55 books now if you're not like invested at the start you're not just invested now <laughs> it's just it's just too much to ask for a lot I mean obviously JD Rob or Roberts is, is huge so she's she's just gonna get the fan base isn't she but um for someone indie you know little yeah. author starting out um, I thought rather than doing that model, it's better to have the the series. And what I actually ended up doing was I wrote the four books in that series, and um, then I wrote back nest egg clues into the stories about who the ultimate bad guy was going to be and and what the solution was for the parents' murder and all that. So the clues that were written in were done after I'd worked it out after my after my pants singing. Oh, that's a smart, yeah, but if that, if that does work, see, that's a smart way to like, because then it's, you just need to add in little things here and there when you know where it's, where it's going. So, um, that's it. And because my main character was a truth seeker, I had to sometimes go back and tweak conversations just to make sure that the other character hadn't lied, you know, and it was just a bit, 
uh, tricky once you knew who was bad. You had to kind of go back to their interactions and just make sure that there was nothing in there that would have been. Hmm. Yeah, you know, and it's just making sure all those little things really add up when it comes to um, a longer series like that. I, I absolutely love it. So you have written, if that started, so 2020, that's when you, you've written a lot in that in that time. You've been on a roll. <laughs> I have been on a roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's crazy because I've got three young children. I've got three children under six. I've got a wow. six-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. And it's really just writing in the evenings and weekends whenever I get a spare minute, really. And my husband's fantastic. He'll take them all out for, you know, a walk with the dog and give me like an hour and a half writing time, you know, in the day. And then in the night, I'll do a little bit. And I kind of try every other evening to spend time with my husband. And then every other evening is like writing or doing, you know, advertising or promoting or something. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's not just the writing now, it's everything else that you have to put behind the brand and the business that you've created. So absolutely, is that just what it is for you? It's like fitting it in where, it, where you can, like just getting those little bits and working from there. At the moment, yes. Um, but I'm I'm obviously on maternity leave with my youngest um baby. Um, but I've handed in my notice with my solicitors firm and I'm going full time author. Yay. Um, so in <laughs> January my son's gonna spend a couple of days from then with a childminder. And yeah. from then I will be able to have maybe, you know, two or three days, full days in the week where well, I say full days. I mean, like within school hours, like yeah. nine till three. Um, but I'll be able to just kind of knuckle down and have writing and, and advertising time and stuff in the day. Because I'd like just to be able to pull back that evening and weekend time just to be able to spend the time with my husband and the family instead and just do, you know, treat it a little bit more as a as a proper job. Yeah, yeah, because it can get absolutely, I can't even imagine, well, I can't even imagine how overwhelming that would be with like three little ones as well so that is um very exciting that you get to move into to that full time um so what's next for you like what how do you have um yeah what are you creating what are you thinking about do you have like a certain amount of books that you you like to release at a certain time like per year what's kind of um yeah what are the goals for you coming up now so the last obviously my first year of publishing I released the four books and I did rapid release September October November December and that worked phenomenally well so um the next year again I wrote um obviously with the new baby I only wrote a trilogy this time so um that released um September October November and um I've also written two little novellas as well so those have both come out in December and um that's worked quite well in terms of training my fans to expect that, yeah, you'll you'll get three or four books together, rapidly released, because I, I do write hooks at the end of my books and people get cranky at me. So if I rapidly release, they can't shout at me too much, is my, my view. And I'd said to my fans, listen, you could have a book in March and you could have a book in July and a book in September. And they all were like, no, just hold them back yeah. we're fine just rapidly release them yeah. 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 like, fine as long as that's what you all want that's what I'll do yeah um and it gives me a bit more breathing time to get it nicely edited and proofread and get it to my advanced reader team and it just means that you know September October November is busy because you know I'm spinning a lot of plates then getting it all out and promoted and 
making sure the reviews are coming in and all that sort of stuff um but that works so probably my my plan will be to do the same again next year um and I've got in my head uh, a vague plan probably for another trilogy yeah I'm going back to the main characters of uh, Jinx and Emery that were in my first series and it's kind of their trials there'll be kind of a, a new series of three books which again will have an overarching story again oh my gosh I love um, it. but following on from the last people and then quite a few people have asked me for a spin-off for um Amber which is one of my witchy characters and and Bastion who's um kind of an assassin with a heart of gold so um those two will feature probably in a spin-off series that I'll get to and then my new series that I've just done is with um my side character Lucy who's become um, a werewolf and so I've done her trilogy and then people have already asked me for more of her story so I don't know it's just kind of deciding where I'll go next but so far you know because I said to my fans listen I, I'm, I've just done the three books for Lucy and if there's not an appetite for her I'll leave it there and you can learn more about Lucy through Jinx's stories because Jinx's stories did really well and I'm happy to write more of that but I kind of said to my fans, it's it's up to you, you know, if if that's falling flat, then that'll be the end of it. And all the reviews are like, write more, you must write more. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's where it's going. <laughs> that makes it fun though too, like you're gaining that feedback and people want to get more invested in, you know, these different character stories. So it, it, it's, I don't know, does that almost feel like, it's not a co-writing experience at all, but it's like you you know you know that those people are there waiting for it now, and and they get to dive. Yeah, deep. and they absolutely give me ideas as well. You know, like people are PMing me, like, <laughs> what's happening with character X? I need to know about more about X. And I kind of thought, oh, I, I thought they were quite like a side side character. Like I didn't know anyone would care enough to reach out and be like. Ugh. So then I'm like, okay, make a mental note to make sure that they're included. And so, you know, I do some sort of resolution on this little thing because someone cares enough to message me and say, what's this? <laughs> so it is, it is kind of, you know, they're, they're part of the process, which is lovely. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love that. So from going to, you know, writing that first book to now um, creating this incredible readership, what was that like for you? Like, how did that, how did that, did you stop and like learn more about the business of publishing as well? How did that, um, how did you build that? So what happened really was like when I was writing the books at the same time, I was delving into um, that Facebook group, 20 books to 50 K, yeah. which is a Facebook group for anyone that's not aware of it. That is very much focused on the marketing side. Mm -hmm. um, it assumes you're going to get your craft knowledge elsewhere, but it talks about marketing and promotion um, and the best way to kind of gain some traction with your books if you're going to try and do it as a profession rather than just as a for fun um, attitude so as I was writing I was delving into that group thoroughly and I was reading just everything you know they've got whole sections units on how to and and, and it was all free which is phenomenal mm. um, so I was delving into that group all the time and learning as much as I could about the business side of it and because I'm a solicitor I'm quite um task orientated quite goal driven and, and I am quite driven like I wanted my books to be a success if they could be yeah because I'd said to husband like if I can leave my job as a lawyer I'd love to because it's a stressful job 
and it's long hours and I'm away from my kids mm-hmm. and I'm not my own boss and I, I enjoyed it. It was really rewarding and I was doing good things for good people and it was really positive, but there's nothing like being your own boss. Um, and to be able to do something like writing as your career, congenial employment, something that I love doing, it's phenomenal. So I wanted to give myself the best chance at success as I could. So I did everything by the book, you know, I did a reader magnet, I started swapping with that, I built up um, a newsletter, um, subscribers list, all before I released, I built up you know, a, a social media presence with the same kind of branded images across all the platforms. Um, and I was doing all of the stuff by by the book as best as I could. And then again, I gave myself that best chance. I got professional covers. I got the books professionally edited, professionally proofread, started building up that advanced reader team. Um, and, you know, doing all of those things really meant that the success that came wasn't it wasn't a fluke if you know what I mean like yeah I worked yeah 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 do all of those things and I'd done it by the book and I'd learned a lot and I was doing everything that all the marketing gurus said to do I think there is still an element of of luck you know like the the, the cover and everything has to kind of hit the market and you have to fill it fill a niche and the writing obviously has to be good so it's not you know you can't just do all the marketing things and be a success you know it has to there is an element of luck yeah Yeah. um and I was so grateful that it worked because I was just fingers and toes crossed I wanted so badly to be an author yeah um that you know I'd really done a lot of front loading before I even hit publish yeah I'd I'd spent a long time working Um, I remember at the time my dad um, my dad fronted me the cash for all of my covers and my editing and stuff. And he was saying to me at the time, like, I don't mind giving you this money, but like you're, you're spending your inheritance, basically. Like, <laughs> is, is it is it a good idea for you to spend it on this or, you know, maybe just release one book and see how it goes? And if it's well received, you can release a second book. Um and I was like, mm, but no, that's not what anyone says to do. So just <laughs> give me the cash, dad. <laughs> and then, you know, we'll take it from there. Yeah. And I'm yeah. so grateful that he listened to me because book one only sold like 600 pounds worth of stuff. And I wouldn't, and it costs over a thousand pounds to produce yeah. the book. So if I'd have just put the one book out and stopped, I would have stopped yeah yep but then you just keep creating Um, that momentum with the rapid release and gone from there that's right so um I was at next book and 1800 and that's the next month so it kind of like nearly you know tripled in a month and then it just kind of continued on us on a similar growth and then on the fourth uh fourth month I earned just five figures and I was like (laughs) <laughs> but what if I'd stopped with book one? What if I'd listened to my dad? <laughs> and I, 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 I don't know. Um, I feel like it's very interesting too when it's a it's a general. I know it's like 
normal conservative advice, particularly when it comes to anything creative, because, but if you do really treat it like a business, and of course, obviously it's, you know, you've got to like be good at the craft and everything as well. But if you do really treat it like a business and you just go in it with full conviction and you know what you're doing, I, I just, oh my God, I'm just, yeah. And you've created a whole world that gives people so much joy and I'm just yeah so thanks for thanks for going for it Heather I love that you're welcome I think that's the thing that like that has me buzzing like yesterday I was um updating my website because you've got it's a living document got to keep going with that website um I was looking at my reviews to pluck a couple of reviews out to put on my website and I spent an hour just like reading all the five-star reviews and it made me so damn happy but like people were saying to me like you know I've really struggled with mental health problems and I'm really struggling with depression anxiety and your books have given me hours of pleasure and escape and you know that sort of thing just means the world doesn't it like Mm -hmm. if you can help one person and improve their day like that's a that's an amazing thing yeah yeah but and like that's just a beautiful way to give back and it's like joy for you because you get to do what you love to do and then that brings joy to everyone else and it's just this beautiful cascade effect so I I absolutely love that and it's it's also a reason why I love doing this podcast as well but um do you have any amazing advice that you could share with up-and-coming writers you've given so much already but say someone is on their journey of writing their first book or um you know maybe they are an author or stuck or something what would you what would be your advice from there um I think if you're indie publishing like I did then I really recommend the rapid release model because obviously for me I feel like that was 90% of my success you know I did all of the other stuff and I did the reader magnet and the newsletter swaps and all of that beforehand and that that kind of started but it was only a really really trickle you know by then so I really feel like if you are able and if you're patient just to write a few books and just sit on them and I think that's the hardest thing because when you you've written a book and you want to share it and just get it out there and it's to hold it back is actually quite tricky sometimes um but I think that would be my one piece of advice for a lot of authors at the moment especially if you're going to publish on Amazon you know you get that 30-day push when you're a new release you're in the new release categories it helps give you a lot more visibility so if you rapid release you know three books 28 days 30 days apart then Amazon is going to do a lot of work for you to help you gain that visibility and if you haven't got the ability as I didn't at the time to do any sort of advertising or additional promos bar a little bit of social media then that's that's the biggest thing you can do you know getting Amazon to do the work for you is everything and all it takes for you is a bit of patience and it's hard it's easier for me to say that because I I am able to produce a book in say two months because my books are short you know they're only about 70k Um, and if you're someone that's epic fantasy and it's 150k then sure it's going to be a much longer labor but I still think that it's the right thing to do even if you have to sit on your work for a year you know Mm. or two years if you really want to be successful then that would be my number one piece of advice. Try to hold back and try and rapidly release. And in the meantime, use all that time to build up your brand, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's amazing advice. And you're so right. 
Amazon's amazing like that. Every single time, like if I buy something on Amazon and then they pick, they send me emails of like, oh, do you want this book as well? And I'm like, God, you're so this is like free advertising for everyone, guys. Like this, yeah, yeah, on this, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's Absolutely. so good. Oh, and that is such wonderful advice. No one said that yet, and I I think that is really really good. Um. And it's, yeah, just keeping that joy of the process in the time. So when you do get to fully put it out there, you can be be present with it as well. So thank you so much for joining us, Heather. I am going to put um, everything in the show notes. Um, I know I did. Do you have a little snippet of a book that you can share with us? It is a something. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> it's going to be something that I was, um, this isn't, you're the first one because this is going to be a new part that I've added into this podcast. And I was like, why am I not getting people to have a little expert of their, um, of their book? So if you have a little bit to share, tell us about it and um, give us a little read for uh, listeners who are interested in diving into it. Okay, jokey. Well, we've touched on my previous series. I've got a series called The Other Realm um, and that one features um, Jinx, kind of a, a truth-seeking girl and she can tell whether you're telling the truth or a lie. Um, and she's a PI, so she uses her kind of abilities for, for good. And her best friend is a girl called Lucy. And she's quite strongly in the cast of the first book because I really wanted to portray um, strong females and the importance of friendship in your life. Mm. And through the course of um, that series, Lucy becomes a werewolf. And I wrote her own um, series, which starts with a book called Protection of the Pack. And it's Lucy's story as she becomes a werewolf. And not only did she become a werewolf, she um, became alpha of a pack. So we've got a female alpha. Again, strong female Mm. characters is really important to me. So I will read you just a little um, excerpt from um, her book. And I'll start from the beginning because, you know, that's supposed to be the best bit. Um, (laughs) Now, obviously, I am not an audiobook narrator, so apologies. I'll give it my best shot. There is a reason why I hired someone to do my book. (laughs) Um, Death was the best thing that ever happened to me. Okay, so I didn't actually die, but it was a damn near thing. I planned my funeral. I quit my job. I was in a freaking hospice. The end was nigh. The light at the end of the tunnel was shining down on me. It was terrifying it turns out I wasn't ready to die I got lucky my best friend Jess was my salvation she broke some rules busted me out of a hospice and the rest as they say is history sure I'm a werewolf now but I wouldn't have it any other way even so it was hard to feel anything warm and fuzzy as I looked at the man who had caused my near-death experience James hadn't known that Jess would save me he had slept with me and condemned me to death all the while making me fall in love with him bloody incubus and here he was on the floor in front of me, looking up at me with angry eyes. Everything in his defiant body language said a clear fuck you. I glared back. Of the two of us, I had far more right to feel hard done by. He'd nearly killed me, for God's sake, and I'd loved him. Or I thought I had. Now all I had was bitter and disillusionment. I hadn't been his first victim, but I would be his last. Oh, my God. I love that so much that I and I, I actually was going to say this I bet you have so many reviews of people who like I devoured that in a day because your pacing is like unreal because you you it's a constant page turner like I I absolutely love it so thank you Heather <laughs> thanks and thanks for sharing yeah, that thank you I, I'll yeah I get angry messages from people being like I was up till 3 a.m <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I actually couldn't put it down <laughs> oh 
I love that so much. And I will put um, the links to all your fabulous books and where people can get it in the show notes as well as your website for everyone who wants to um, sign up to your newsletter and everything else. Any Anything else I should put in there? Where else can people find you? Um, I'm mostly on Facebook these days. No. Um, I've got my own little uh, reader group, which is called um, Heather G. Harris's Other Realm on Facebook. And there's n- nearly about a thousand people in there that hang out with me on a daily basis. Awesome. <laughs> I just, mo- it's mostly filled with memes. Like that's basically <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm there for. I just like the humor, but like, it's great. And it's a lovely little community and everybody, like I, I, I'm really invested in their lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so everyone's like, oh, I've been to the doctors today or my son's done this today. And I just, I, I really share a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to hang out with me, really know about me, come there because that is where I am all the time. You know, I share pictures of my dog and I tell you what I'm up to on a daily basis, probably overshare. Um, <laughs> but I'm also on like Instagram, but that one, Instagram is more... Um, like book news and yeah. stuff so it just depends what you want from me instagram and tiktok are, are more um bookish and then facebook is just me <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is epic i will put all that in the show notes thank you so much for joining us today heather thank you so much for having me it's been lovely lovely to talk to you <laughs>